And the Spirit drove Jesus into the desert. Uh, when I was in uh, high school many years ago back in Ireland, the, um, I had this one teacher who was an a applied math teacher. He was a, a, really, it was a really good, I mean, I learned to appreciate how good a teacher he was, but he was tough. Uh, he was really, really tough. I mean, he took no prisoners in class. There was no messing at all in his class. He drove us really, really hard. I mean, he, um, but, but he did something that he would take, like, wherever you were at as a, as a student, he would push you at your limit, and then he would take other students and push them at their limit. So, like, some of us got, like, like tons of homework. Others just got a little bit of homework. Some of us got to go uh, advance on to way much more difficult levels of applied math, which was really uh, university-level math uh, at the point in time, and um, others just got to do regular. So we call that today differentiated learning, and it's like really advanced and way ahead of its time. This was some 40 plus, you know, 40 years ago now. Um, But when I look back at it, he, he really drove every one of us to be our best selves, to, to, to learn at the, at the best rate and, and, and complement us. Um, and and I, I admire him for that. Uh, one of his close friends, the teacher, uh, was also my coach in rugby. Uh, and he had the same attitude uh, about driving each one. Like when we would, we would do these runs around the school property, like it was a mile loop, and he would time every single one of us and record our times and then uh, every week he would say, now look, Brendan, um, you're getting a little bit slow on Tuesdays and on Thursdays. What's going on on Tuesdays and Thursdays? And he would like break it down. And I would say, well, I, I don't know. Well, you need to think about it. There must be something happening on Tuesdays and Thursdays and not happening on the other days of the week. And, and, and so again, and he said, okay, you need to do this or you need to do that. Your stride's getting short. You need to get a longer stride. And he would just constantly uh, coach us uh, to the best of our ability. Again, differentiated in this stage, coaching as opposed to uh, differentiated learning. Um, the reason why I say that is because each of them pushed us to our limits, drove us to our limits and get the best out of us. Um, I, I think when we hear uh, in today's gospel that the Spirit drove Jesus into the desert to be tempted, it seemed, it's rather shocking. Like, whoa, 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 what are you doing? Like, why would you... Like, whoa, the Spirit, isn't this meant to be working with, like, God? And Well, I, th- I think that's the very point, that it is working with God. That the Spirit pushed, uh, or in this case, the word they used is drove Jesus into the desert. Uh, you could see being pushed so that, to, that he come to confirm what he already would know. And uh, the word here is translated as tempted, but in most other translations, it's actually translated as tested. And the word, the original Greek word, is actually more to test than to uh, tempt. Like, so it's, it's an interesting, in Mark's gospel, he was more into testing. And so if you go with that word testing, like what do we do when we test? What's the purpose of a test? To evaluate your ability. It's to really, in a sense, from a point of view of a teacher giving you a test, a teacher gives you a test to, to validate that you already know something, right? It's not to teach you something. The test doesn't teach you anything, right? A, a test only evaluates or confirms that what you already know. And so Jesus was, uh, was in the, drove to the desert by the Spirit to be tested, 
to confirm what he already know. And what did he already know? That he was the son of God. That he, he, that he was the divine son of God. And, and that while he was also human, he, he is driven by the Spirit to confirm what he already knew. And that uh, 40 days. Now, the part that's super important is the last sentence, the last phrase of this sentence in uh, the... Um, in this first paragraph, is that it says, and the minister and the angels ministered to him. So in other words, that he does not do this alone. God does not leave even his only son to be in the desert alone, to be tested alone. That it is that he is ministered to by the angels. So why is this so important to break this open so carefully? Is because we enter into our, our Lenten journey, and we too are driven by the same Spirit. And we too are asked to be tested to confirm what we already know, that we are, are, are sons and daughters of God. But that the Spirit pushes us to do that, to, to, so that we can confirm it for ourselves. But we do not do it alone. That God does not leave us alone in this in this journey in Lent, uh, uh, that the angels, uh, angels are, are messengers from God, and they come in different forms. Angels it could be surrounding us right now. It could be our spouse, a messenger from God who accompanies us on the journey of Lent. And that way, in a sense, then we can all be angels to one another. We can all be messengers of God to each other. As a community, we journey together ministered to by the angels, driven by the Spirit. Now, now the church it gives us um, three tests, if you would, to do this. Uh, prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. I, I call these the three lights in darkness on, on, on Ash Wednesday because I, I think that we are, we are called in the midst of our lives, we often get a dark spot. And, and the lights, these are, are enable us to see in the midst of dark. But today we're in the desert, and what we're called to do is recognize these are three tests to confirm what we already know. And so that is number one is that we are called to prayer. And again, this is not a temptation, it's a test. It's to encourage us to know what we, to, to confirm that which we already have been given in our baptism, which is that we are, are sons and daughters of God, loved, beloved by God. And that we don't have to do anything to be loved by God. That we are loved by God first. And it is out of that love then we do these next two, which is fasting and almsgiving. Now the fasting is to sharpen, this test is to sharpen our skills to be able to affirm what we know. Because there's a lot of voices out there that are telling us that you have to do this or you have to own this, or you have to look like this to be loved. See, those are the temptations that we will see in the other Gospels. Temptation of the, the three temptations are, you are what you have, you are who other people say you are, and you are what you do. And, and this test is simply a, a test that we are called to remind ourselves that God loves us without having to do be or say anything. Now, once we accept that, 
And, and we, with the fasting, we've got that. Then the first thing we're called to do is to share it. Because that's a pure gift. And the almsgiving is sharing. It, it, it's not keeping this, this, uh, this gift of God's love to ourselves. And so we share it with others by, by loving them. By, by helping them pass the test so they can know that they are loved not because of what they do, say, or are, but by the mere fact that they were created by God and that they are a son or a daughter of God. So today as we, we come to the Eucharist and begin uh, this first Sunday uh, of Lent, uh, we come committing ourselves, committing ourselves to be driven by the Spirit to allow the Spirit to drive us into the desert of our next 40 days, and, and to allow the angels to minister to us through prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. To know and to confirm what we already know, but to deepen that knowledge, to say that I am, I am a child of God. I'm the beloved son, beloved daughter, that God loves me just the way we are.